Understood is a resource I have recommended for many years to parents looking for support with learning and thinking differences such as ADHD, dyslexia, and more. And I'm subsequently excited to tell you about their podcast, Understood Explains. This season, the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. They cover topics such as how to tell if your child needs an IEP, common myths about special education, and the difference between IEPs and 504 plans. I love how Understood Explains breaks down the overwhelm by unpacking an important topic each season and then drilling down further into key basics in each episode. Most episodes are between 10 to 15 minutes, and episodes are available in both English and Spanish. So fantastic, right? To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Asha. How's it going? Oh, you know, um, (laughs) I'm a little sleepy this morning, but I think Mm -hmm. that's just because fall really is in the air around here. Like, the leaves are falling, the whole thing. And it, uh, you know, it makes it a little harder to get out of the bed. I get it. I get, I'm actually, <laughs> I don't, didn't think I would say this, but I'm kind of like excited for the chain, the time change, just cause I yeah. think it'll make it a little easier in the morning. It's pretty hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, of course I'm on Pacific time, so it's pretty darn early over here. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> well, listen, you know, speaking of fall, Halloween is right around the corner, and I thought it would be a good thing to talk about it. You know, let's talk about how to have a fun holiday while, you know, keeping within our sort of new pandemic lifestyle and also keeping things simple. I think that's a really important part of this conversation. I was inspired by an article that I was recently interviewed for um, by Jill Cohen Martin. Uh, She wrote it and it's called Halloween isn't canceled expert tips for celebrating during COVID-19. And it just got me really thinking about tips, but also the bigger picture of Halloween Mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would love to just chat about it. I feel like I feel like there's a lot to there's there's a lot more than just candy and trick or treating. Yeah, I mean there are feelings, uh, and it, this is perfect timing because just recently, so I've been on Instagram stories a lot and like loving it, and um, I recently did like an ask me anything kind of thing on stories. I don't know if you've ever seen that function, but um, somebody asked about holidays and COVID, um, not just Halloween, but just everything, and I you know there's so many feelings about it. Yeah. So I really, I'm really glad we're talking about this. And even though this episode will go live, like literally, you know, a day or two before Halloween, I feel like I personally am operating in last minute mode for everything contingent on the weather. So Mm -hmm. I think it will Mm -hmm. be applicable to people no matter where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, 
you know, it's it's interesting, too, when when you say feelings, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of feelings. Um, but I think the other thing is that depending upon where you're listening, there are so many different situations, too. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about this in earlier episodes. I mean, we're we're all in such different situations with our own personal home lives, but also what's happening in our neighborhoods or what's happening in our towns or our states. So, uh, you know, it's it's like there's a lot of individual decision making going on that doesn't necessarily, you know, usually it's sort of more of a collective thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like right now, as usual, as with so many other things, we're trying to hold these opposing feelings at the same time. You know, we're sad because of the loss of our usual Halloween traditions. Obviously our kids probably are too confused and sad, but hopefully also there's this little spark of relief that, you know, Hey, there's something fun to look forward to. We can set aside the heaviness just for, you know, an evening or an afternoon and enjoy a little silliness without much work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to hold those two opposing things at the same time. Oh, for sure. And, you know, this is related to what you just said, but I just feel like I've been thinking a lot about this just in my sort of moving around life um, kind of way. And, you know, the I think the thing we're all struggling with is that the touch points with normalcy feel so scarce. So I think that is why when people are getting really upset about the holidays and the loss around them, I mean, that's why it feels especially profound. Like, as as you said, it's it's more than about candy loss. <laughs> and, you know, there are just a lot of things we're holding at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, why don't we jump right in and, and um, you can get it going with uh, your first recommendation for this episode. All right. Sounds good. So uh, let's just let's just keep going in that direction. And I, I think the first step <laughs> in in Halloween is to just really acknowledge the fact that this year is different. It is a different year. And then to set some really clear expectations about what Halloween is actually going to look like for kids and maybe even for yourself too. So I think it really starts with letting your kids and yourself express where they are now before pivoting to, hey, it's going to be great. You know, it's, there is this loss and this feeling of, um, you know, frustration and all that stuff that Mm -hmm. your kids might be feeling um, or they might be feeling something completely different that you don't even expect. But I think it's really important to make some space for those feelings first before just launching into, you know, sort of papering it all over with the fun and the costumes and the candy and all that stuff. And um, because I think it really sets you up to create some clear communication around what you are going to do this year. Mm -hmm. So if trick-or-treating is going to be different, what is that going to look like? Um, you know, if costumes or neighborhood celebrations are going to be different, or even if they're not going to be happening at all, what specifically will be happening? I think having the, that understanding will really help kids sort of frame themselves well so that they can at least head into the emotion of the evening feeling a little centered. Yeah, I think that's great. And um I mean, leveling expectations is kind of Mm -hmm. like has been the name of the game throughout this whole thing. So here's some more practice at it. Mm -hmm. Well, let me dovetail on that. And my first recommendation is to do the normal things that you love to do that you can do. So I think part of what is so tremendously awful about the pandemic is how out of control we feel and how, you know, we talked about, you know, how narrow our worlds have become in our last episode on, um, you know, uh, distance learning. 
So anyway, I feel like that's all the more reason to lean into the things that you you do have control over. So I will say I'm not a holiday decorator, but it's been so fun to see people go bonkers with their Halloween decorations, just walking totally. around the neighborhood. Like that's yes. something that people you can do. Um, you know, for us, we'll be doing, you know, pumpkin carving. That's something that we like doing. Um, obviously baking fun Halloween treats. And I will say that, you know, normally I'm kind of like the cheap sort of like, let's scrounge around the house for costumes kind of person. But um, in the vein of things that you love doing that you can do, I think Vi's favorite part about Halloween is just like getting dressed up. And sometimes she's very <laughs> low maintenance about it. Like she's the kid who squeezed herself into the same Minnie Mouse costume for like three years running <laughs> and made my life super easy. You know, but this year she wanted to order a costume and I was like, sure. Yeah, let's do it. I don't care if it's $30. Who cares? And yeah. then and then she was like, well, um, you know, this it's a character from Descendants. I've never seen it. But anyway, the character has blue hair. And I'm like, uh, wig is kind of expensive. I don't want to do that, too. But let's dye your hair temporarily. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> Again, would normally never do it. But this year we're doing it. We're going all in. Oh, man. You know what? I, I, I okay, with some shame, I'm going to admit to you that last night I had the for my daughter, who's literally a high school senior who has been such a champ through this whole thing. I'm like, eh, I'm not into buying a costume. Go look around the house. <laughs> I'm just which like, is fine. No, yeah. okay, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. But I could also, you know, step it up a little bit. I, I'm not saying that I have to. I'm saying that's just a little reminder that I could. You could, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think to your point, do the normal things you love to do and that you can do. I, you know, I don't love doing all that kind of stuff. The thing is that she does love doing that kind of stuff. And so that's just an in interesting thing for me to consider. But I I really appreciate this because, you know, one of the things we talked about when I was interviewed for the article was this notion that people are feeling so um, rightly, feeling so much like, let's make this great because the kids have already lost things and and can't we just sort of amp it up a little bit. But the reality is that so many of us are, are low, completely low on energy are actually mm -hmm. our energy expired, you know, months ago. So, <laughs> yes. so I think that um, there really is that, that, that very gentle balance there. And I think it really helps when you redirect to why things are so different. You know, mm -hmm. what the reason things are so different is because you're caring for your neighbors, you're caring for your community by keeping safe. And this is a different year. And so it's it's really OK to just focus on those things. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, yes, there are normal things that we love to do and um, we, we should do them without apology. Absolutely. All right, Asha. Well, we have more to talk about related to pandemic Halloween, and we'll do that after a quick break. People often talk about the impact of things like stress, hormone fluctuations and nutrition on skin. But did you know those things impact your hair too? If you've been dealing with hair thinning, you are not alone, and Nutrafol is here to help. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I appreciate that they offer formulas tailored to different life stages, such as postpartum and menopause, as well as different lifestyles, such as plant-based diets. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol Women's Hair Growth Supplement for six months. 
Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Edit Your Life listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code EDIT. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, and use promo code EDIT. That's Nutrafol.com, using promo code EDIT. Are you, like pretty much every parent of younger kids I know, looking for a smart entertainment option for your kids? Designed for kids ages 6 and up, Mysteries About True Histories, also known as Math, How Smart Is That?, is a weekly podcast full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and humor. And while kids will enjoy the stories anchored around characters like troublesome trolls, pirate queens, and mysterious aunts, adults can benefit too. I admittedly delighted in learning a thing or two about Pythagoras and triangles in one episode. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and more, all weaving humor in with education to make learning fun. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, a great length for transition times during the day or a bedtime treat. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. All right, folks, we are back and we are talking about how to celebrate Halloween in 2020, which is a year like no other. <laughs> uh Let's see. I just didn't want to have to say the word pandemic or COVID or anything like that. That's why I said that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, okay. So uh, my tip here is to get really creative with your indoor experience. Um, and whenever I say get creative, I mean, keep it easy. But, you know, think a little, you know, think a little differently about how you're going to celebrate Halloween indoors. If you're just going to skip the trick or treating and skip all that kind of stuff and just do something inside your house with your family, which which a lot of families are doing. That's what a lot of states are recommending in terms of their um, health guidelines. And so, you know, how can you think about your house differently, given that you've probably been um, inside it quite a lot these last few months? Mm -hmm. So I sort of think, you know, in a sensory way, how can you I mean, can you do some simple things like maybe some colored indoor light bulbs or maybe a spooky music playlist. A spooky music playlist is a really wonderful way to change things up, believe it or not. It really makes everything feel differently. Mm -hmm. How about like a family costume party where the kids get to raid the grown-ups' closets, you know, and then you parade around the house or something, or spooky movies. So there really are quite a lot of things you can do indoors to sort of amp it up for Halloween. And um, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. I mean, Halloween's, you know, in days. So that's just something to sort of get your mind thinking about what to do there. I I am going to set up a little spooky Spotify playlist after yeah. we finish recording. I mean, why not? How fun. I mean, How there's fun. some fun. There's some really fun music. And I, I forget about music every year. Like I, you know, but, but one year we were trick-or-treating and we walked up to somebody's house. I mean, it was you know, it was probably years ago and they had this great music playing and it was just so fun to even walk up. To, it's not like they had particularly remarkable decorations. They yeah. just had fun music playing and it was really, really fun. 
Yeah. And actually, listen, let's edit it and make it even easier. And I bet somebody or multiple people have already created Spotify Halloween spooky playlists. So just like go search it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Problem solved. Or maybe your kid wants to create one. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, so my next tip is, um, you know, as we've been discussing things getting narrower and smaller, but I think that, you know, especially, you know, I have a little kid who um, is a little uncertain about how to do Halloween this year. I I actually asked her and as of the time of this recording, she wasn't sure if she wanted to walk around the neighborhood. Everything's so weird. So my recommendation is if you're in a similar situation um, to consider either um, just focusing Halloween on neighbors who you know and like trust and have connections with. um, And that could be either going to their doors. Uh, Vi has a few friends like right in within our few blocks and we could just go to those houses or like a small outdoor Halloween play date with just a couple of those friends. Um, you know, these are the kids that she trick or treats with anyway. So, you know, just kind of keeping it small and, and getting dressed up and keeping it festive, but you know, in a small scale. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. A lot of folks, excuse me, are, uh, you know, they, they've created a little pandemic bubble or pod, a socializing pod where you only socialize with one other family or two other families or, or whatever. And so, I mean, that is a way to celebrate, you know, to just be with those folks. And I think that's great. Um, And uh, I think that the other nice thing about what you're suggesting, Christine, is that no matter what, whether or not you trick or treat, um, you know, sort of walking up and down the street and looking at decorations, you know, Uh with those friends, it it, it could almost almost be like a little mini costume parade. Uh And that is a perfectly safe thing to do distanced and, you know, outside, assuming the weather cooperates, of course. Uh So um, I think that's such a great idea. Um, All right. So I would like to talk about candy. (laughs) And uh, since a lot of people are not trick or treating this year, um, I just thought that it might be a good year for a Halloween treat basket. Um, I'm sort of thinking like taking the Easter basket approach to Halloween this year. So, you know what I'm saying? So for a lot of time, you know, a lot of folks are like, you know, not. It's not about gathering the candy, but it's about getting one sort of fun decorated basket of treats that's fun to put put together. I don't know. That seems really fun. Maybe it's because I grew up never getting an Easter basket because I'm Jewish. And so I'm <laughs> somewhat obsessed with Easter baskets. <laughs> I love Note the way they look. Make Asha an Easter basket. Okay, got it. <laughs> I don't really want one. I just like the way they look. It's fun to so look cute. at them. Let's yeah. put it that way. And Halloween ones would be really, really fun. Um, the other thing that I'm doing in a very, very mini way is I'm putting together little tiny sort of treat bags for our neighbor's kids. And then I'm just going to drop them off at their house. So it's not going to be trick or treating. It's more like takeout food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, I consider this a safe thing to do. Um, you know, it's going to be all sanitized, but I want my, I want my neighborhood kids. Like this is always such a fun moment to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm doing. Um, Otherwise, we're not really doing trick or treating this year. We're not going to be opening up our house. Yeah, you're you're going to pull a mama co and keep the lights off and hide. Exactly. Uh, that, exactly. She loves that. She loves that. Like um, skulk around my house. Yeah, lights well, out the whole thing. I just got to. I want to just sort of underline this idea because I think it's so sweet, and especially because it's really not about the candy. It's about right. the sentiment and the sort of love and. 
it's reminding me that, you know, Vi's best friend in the neighborhood, who's just around the corner, it's such a blessing. Um, her favorite holiday is Halloween. And I think it was like two Halloweens ago where um, she got an ear infection on Halloween mm. and couldn't go out. And so the next day or that night or something, Vi made a little gift basket, uh, like a gift bag of candy for her. And it wasn't about the candy, but it was just that little, like, I'm thinking of you. So I think mm. that's so awesome that you're doing that. And that'll be really, really sweet for the neighborhood and, kids. Well, and they're not going to be anything special. I mean, I'm talking like a Ziploc bag yeah, with yeah. some candy in it and, you know, a couple of stickers that I have sitting around the house from a few years ago, you know, yeah. so... This is not going to be, you know, I'm not going all out. I'm not going to sort of expose myself to additional shopping in order to make these things happen. But I just want, yeah, I want them to, I want them to feel connected and I want to feel connected to their parents too. Okay. Make, please make a note, Ash, to take a picture of your cute little Ziploc bags so I can post them to Instagram. Thank you. Okay. Your editorial <laughs> manager. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, my next tip is, um, you know, we're talking about, I mean, ultimately what you're talking about is strengthening, strengthening and loving on neighborhood relationships. And that is very related to what I wanted to recommend next, which is to socialize from your steps. So there has been a lot of chatter in my neighborhood about safe trick-or-treating. Um, and this is not going to make me sound like a great person, but my biggest concern <laughs> is that if we leave a bowl of candy out unattended, it only takes a couple of greedy kids. Sorry, not sorry to exhaust the stash and ruin it for anybody else who's walking around the neighborhood. So I thought what we could do, um, you know, John and I usually split up, like one of us walks with Vi, one of us is home. So I thought our pivot would be to like whoever's home is to just sit on the steps with a bowl at the end of the walkway, both so we can have stuff out for whoever's trick-or-treating, make sure there's no bowl dumping, and just create an opportunity to connect with our neighbors from a distance, which is one of my favorite things about Halloween anyway. Like we have, we, we're in an urban area, but our neighbors are really lovely. And obviously we're not seeing each other as much um, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that too. I, um, during the summer <clears throat> and early fall, I just have a couple of chairs sitting on my front lawn. I literally bought these cheap plastic lawn chairs so that mm-hmm. we had a place to sit outside with people. and. Half the time sitting with people, I mean, that was a totally wonderful to be able to sit socially distanced and have a conversation. But the folks walking by on the sidewalk, you know, like it would just bring all those conversations together. And that is one of the, the joys of Halloween. I mean, that's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly realized, you know what you could do? You know, those little, you know, those little like squeezy grabber things, you know, like yeah, people grab used nabber. to. <laughs> yeah, grab nabber. You could use that to like hand people their candy. Oh my gosh, we actually have a grab nabber. So you like know. <laughs> most of us have one somewhere. My kids had a toy one. That would be so genius. And you just take it. And anyway, uh, anyway, I think that's a really great idea. I think, you know, it's also possible to, you know, if if I feel like it would create a lot of waste, but you could create little individual bags of candy. But it's, you know, like if you use your little grab nabber, you don't have to put candy in bags. Mm-hmm. You could just put it in their bag. Anyway, I think that's a really wonderful idea. And I think that. Um, I think the more neighborhood um, connection we can make, the better, because I think we are all craving that, not just our kids. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, we have a few more ideas to discuss, Asha. We will do that after a quick break. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. 
I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. All right, friends, we're back. And my last tip for this episode is to be patient with yourself. You may have all of the most uh, well-laid plans for Halloween right now, and then Halloween may arrive and those plans may go awry. Hello, <laughs> because, rain. <laughs> right. Rain or somebody just, you know, sort of falls on the ground flailing or who knows. You know, there are all sorts of things right now, as Christine said, we're not in control of a lot of the things in our life right now. And so I just want to give you a gentle reminder to just breathe and be try to sort of come what, I mean, take what comes with some humor, some joy. You know, Halloween really is about um, community togetherness. It's about silliness. It's about fun. But again, like I said earlier, most of us passed our tolerance limit months ago. And we just really need to give ourselves a break. We really need to give ourselves permission to, you know, show up and be present. And if that's all we can do, then that's all we can do. So, you know, again, simplify where you can and just be honest and, and open about how you feel when the day actually comes. A long time ago, we recorded an episode called Modeling Imperfection. Oh, yeah. And that I love that episode because it really was all about this idea that when you are honest and open about your own feelings, you're basically giving your kids permission to do the same. Mm -hmm. And the fact is that this is a complicated time and they are probably having complicated feelings as well. So just give yourself a break and and know that whatever you do, even if it's, if it's the smallest of things, it's enough and it's welcome. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been really great about showing my feelings. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just oh, leave it right there. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, so actually, um, my last tip of the episode is a good sort of compliment to yours. And it is to reframe, you know, things or look at Halloween. And I have this on my mind a lot for the winter holidays, which I, I'm sure you and I will discuss in a future episode. But basically look at it as an opportunity to do something totally different. You know, one thing I've been thinking about so much is how um, COVID is just forcing us to go scorched earth on how we usually do things. And the upside is that could lead to some new traditions. Like, you know, maybe as we mentioned, you decide to turn the porch lights off and make popcorn and watch Halloween movies or cartoons or whatever, or do like family art night or, you know, perhaps see who can effectively get a costume on your family pet. Who knows? Oh, no. <laughs> Poor James. Poor James. James, go find a closet somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, the hair so, dye is coming out for you. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I just think you know, I I really have been thinking about this a lot about how it's it's kind of giving us permission to do things different and find new ways of doing things, and you know, maybe use this as a test run for the winter holidays. Well, and in all seriousness, I think the fact is that 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 exercise of acknowledging, <clears throat> excuse me, acknowledging where we are, but then reframing and pivoting and saying, okay, this is where we are. What can we do with this? The fact mm -hmm. is that we have a lot around us. What can we do with this? Um, that is a very, that's what resilience is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is, you know, resilience is this concept, but how it actually plays out is this choice to reframe in each of these situations that we bump up against. And I think that is such an important, you know, that's such an important skill, obviously for our kids. And I think that, you know, when we sort of say very hopefully and quietly in our minds, OK, you know, someday our kids will be stronger for this. We hope that's true. It's because of moments like this. It's mm -hmm. because we give them practice to do this reframing that they actually will be able to do that when they, you know, when this is long gone, long in the past and they're facing whatever other challenges they're facing. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's great. All right, Asha. Well, let's wrap up. And what is your next edit for this episode? All right. My next edit is a simple one, and it's one around communication with your kids. And that's to ask your kids what they are most looking forward to for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because it might surprise you. There might be something that they are really, really into that you did not expect. And so if you ask them really clearly, that will allow you to have an opportunity to focus on that and then give yourself permission to just downplay or drop the rest. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I think people are going to be into my your next edit, <laughs> which Tell is us. treat yourself to a bag of your favorite Halloween candy. Listen, uh -huh. these are tough <laughs> times, people. OK. And even though I am largely off sugar due to my inflammation issues, Laurel recently bought a big bag of Reese's Cups Halloween candy, and it made me 100 percent happy to eat one. And I was willing to suffer the consequences, honestly. <laughs> I've always been a Reese's stealer myself. Yeah. I mean, seriously, so simple. These are hard <laughs> times. <laughs> Eat candy. Your next edit. <laughs> I know that's a shocker for me, right? But I'm stand I'm sticking by it. <laughs> All right, folks. We hope you have a really wonderful Halloween. And we also, as always, want to point you to our show notes for this episode. 
because they include links to the resources we've mentioned, plus lots of great related episodes at edityourlifeshow.com. And as ever, we love chatting with you on the internet. This week, we'd like to know, how are you observing Halloween this year? Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page, or you can chat with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.